You're now listening to a Rat House Production Podcast. For more podcasts like this, head to R-E-T-T-H-A-U-S dot net. What's up, guys? How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of Hunt for the Paranormal Podcast. I am your host, Mike, and we got... Jose. And Aaron. And... Chris. Oh, what's up, Chris? How you doing? Alright, guys. So, I know we had Ouija board explanation at the beginning of the month, and then we had Manny last week talking about numerology. So let's get down and greedy with our topics for this month. Haunted places and shit like that. So I know we got quite a few ones. I know one that we tried to go like last minute. We tried. Um, St. Bernardine's Hospital and the old portion of the building. Um, Shit. It was... What was it last minute thing? Me and you decided, hey, let's go drive out. Yeah, there. let's go to San Bernardino. <laughs> Where'd you guys go? San Bernardino. San Bernardino. San Bernardino's hospital. San Bernardino's. And but where out there? Like, what's out there? A hospital. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> San Bernardino's hospital. It's a haunted place out there. It's a, it started off as a Catholic base. Uh, well, it's still a Catholic base um, hospital, but the old portion of the building. Because when me and Jose. So it's still operating. What time did we leave? Like 10? Um, yeah, like 9.30, 10. 9.30, we got there super quick. Yeah, we got there <laughs> within like 30 minutes. Just fucking hauling ass. It's supposed to take at least like 45 minutes, 40, 45 minutes. Fuck that. So we did that, and then just driving upon it, and as soon as Jose saw it, he's like, holy shit, this place looks creepy as fuck. Yeah. So, and not only that, there's a big giant cemetery right across the street from the hospital. It's oh, small. goody. So, there's um, a lot of things happening in that hospital, like crazy. I know there's um, people that have seen apparitions of a nun walking down the hallways. Mm-hmm. Um, not doing shit, just fucking <laughs> cruising on by. Um, one guy, he had a very interesting story about it. Um, he was one of the tech guys, and he was moving things. He wasn't really, he wasn't a big believer mm-hmm. in the paranormal aspect of it. So, and he was moving all the uh, met, uh, pretty much medical equipment that on the technical side, like computers and shit like that, yeah. on a cart. So he's pushing, pull, uh, pushing the cart down the hall, and all of a sudden the elevator just opens by itself. He's like, "Huh, okay." So he keeps going, and as soon as he gets there, the elevator just closed, and it just goes up by on its own. And then he's like, "Huh." And then dinged. He was like, oh, the elevator's back. Opens. The fucking cart wasn't there. And then closes back up. Cart comes back down. And as soon as he enters it, right before it closed, he saw a dark figure just walking towards the fucking elevator. He's like, fuck this. (laughs) He's like, boop. Um, Yeah, just a bunch of different anomalies is happening in that that hospital alone. Um, Apparently during Christmas time from uh, from the hospital... They'll see an apparition like a child 
leave from the cemetery hmm. and goes into the hospital and just yeah. Um, I know when we're trying to see what we can do, like our little our quick, investigation, our investigation. Um, the security guards kind of looked at us yeah, weird. Like it, it was the uh, the first security guard was <clears throat> this lady who was sitting in like the the her little office in the ER section. Yeah. So we we ask her if there's a possibility or uh, of somebody we can talk to about doing an investigation there. And she looked at us like, what? We're like, well, we like we're we have a paranormal podcast and we like to do uh, ghost hunting. And yeah. Stuff. So we want to know if there's anyone that we can talk to. She's like, yeah, just uh, give me a sec. Oh, cool. And she ends up calling her, her boss. So security. Like the head of security. Yeah. And he comes, because uh, I guess he knew more information about it. Then he tells us that we have to hit up the administration office, talk to them. And then as we were getting ready to about to go, uh, I just decided, I'm like, you know what, let's, fuck it, let's see. I'm like, hey, are there any... Uh, Anything, any stories or anything that you've seen or witnessed here? Like, do you know if, if it is haunted at all? If there are anything? He's like, he's like, oh yeah, oh, yeah. He's like definitely. He's like, I came in here not really a believer. He's like, but now after years, uh, I am, I, I do believe. Like, I, there, I have seen things. We asked him about the nun. He's like, yeah, a lot of people have have witnessed her. Yeah, years, I hear a lot of like footsteps. I hear people walking down the halls all the time, and I know for a fact there's nobody in there. So yeah. And just looking at the hospital, even even though like the ER portion seemed very obviously modernized portion of it, it mm-hmm. just had that fucking eerie feeling. Yeah. Dude. It's like, oh fuck! It's yeah. like, Chris, would you be down to go check that place out with us? Definitely. Yeah, you can move the mic a little closer to you. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I, t- I get my levels down on that. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, yeah. Just the mic, push it. Just give it a little squeeze. There. A little tip. Yeah. <laughs> Thank yeah, you. So, so it's close to you. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, dude. So yeah, we definitely want to want to go check it out. I know again. we keep trying to set up with something administration. They're never there, so yeah, we, it's, it's like it's rough. Fuck. But other than that, yeah, San Bernardines. Um, what's another one? Um, my um, my swag rat. She told me about because she goes. There, she was going there for to be a uh, CMA, mm-hmm. and um, what happened was that they're doing. Um, they told them they have to travel in pairs going down the whole portion of the building. Mm-hmm. And they're like, why? is like, well, because a fucking nun comes out and follows the girls. So, oh, and um, and then there's a haunted um, wheelchair, technically cursed wheelchair mm-hmm. in there. And apparently anybody that sits, uh, any patient that sits in it dies the next day later. Oh, really? Yeah. So how many times is it? Why do they just have it out there then? Oh, it's not there. Okay, anymore. okay. <laughs> um, so, so they kind of caught on for a bit. So the and people was like, no, that's fucking curse. Blah blah blah. And you have people, no, it's not. It's just coincidence. Blah blah blah. And then the janitor's like, no, fuck this. Takes it, mm-hmm. douse it in fucking whatever he did. <laughs> sets the damn thing on fire. And he said it started like a normal um, flame. And all of a sudden, it just spurred up, turned green, blue, mm-hmm. and. All sorts of colors. Yeah, and then he's like, "Yeah, that shit's cursed." I'm like, <laughs> "Yeah, fuck that, man." <laughs> so yeah, so that's a little bit of St. Bernardine. So that's one of our li- uh, one of our places that we want to go check out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you guys got? Uh, I got the Winchester House of Mystery up in uh, Jose, oh. California. Oh, San Winchester, Jose. Winchester yeah. Manor. Yeah. Uh, so here we go. Uh, so it's also the the house that inspired the story by Stephen King, uh, the Rose Red mm-hmm. story. Yeah. So let me go. I got the story right here for scaryforkids.com. 
the Winchester Mystery House is one of the most famous haunted houses in America. It was built by a woman named Sarah Winchester back in 1884. And the strangest thing about it is that the number of rooms it contains is a mystery. Yes. Yeah. So uh, Sarah Winchester's husband invented the Winchester rifle and made his family very rich. But Sarah believed that a curse had been placed on their family due to the, the rifle. Well, someone told her. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone. I think it, it comes up uh, yeah. with the medium. Uh, yeah. Her only daughter, Annie, died uh, from the Mara. How do you say that? M A R A S. Marasmus. Marasmus. And her husband died from the pulmonary tuberculosis. Mm -hmm. Miss Winchester was uh, so stunned by the tragedy that she fell into a coma. So when she woke up from the coma, finally she recovered and decided that uh, to visit a medium and contact her, the spirit of her husband. According to Sarah Winchester, the medium held a seance and her husband's ghost revealed that there was only one way to lift the curse that had been placed on her. Sarah believed that uh, the death of her husband and daughter were caused by ghosts and the ghosts of people who had been killed um, by the destructive rifles created by her husband. The only way uh, to appease the evil spirits is to stop the curse from killing her was to keep building to the house. Uh, If she stopped building, uh, she was convinced that she would die. Yeah. Yeah, Could that just be a case of psychosis? I think she was batshit crazy, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. Um... Obviously, the Winchester rifle is the rifle that won the West. Still to this day, one mm-hmm. of the magnificent lever-action rifles ever created. Yes. Yeah, so um, but yeah, so yeah, I think she had some mental illness involved with it. So, and especially during that time period, too, if, with mental illness, is mm-hmm. either you were possessed by a demon or devil, or also um, being cursed. Yeah, being help. cursed. Yeah. So, um, I think the medium party. I'm not gonna say that the medium was real or not. Maybe they play, it played on her fears on that. So yeah, so she constantly built into this house and doors yeah, led into fucking nothing. Eight years she she built mm-hmm. out. Sarah Winchester, her husband, had left her a huge fortune yeah. due to the the estate. Um, she used this vast wealth to continuously build the house yeah. for 38 years. It's crazy. Like there's like hallways and they can start getting smaller and smaller and then. There's a fucking door. Like stairs leading to nowhere. Nowhere. Yeah. Doors are just doors just to be there and shit yeah. like that. But I mean, she must have been one hell of a carpenter after. Yeah. <laughs> well, she, she, she had uh, contractors come in and build. Yeah, and, and then she actually much. has a room, a seance room, where she actually did seances. So part of just her doing the seances mm-hmm. did brought some fucking spirits into the house. Or else was to confuse them. Yeah. Right? That, so uh, Pretty much what it says here, Winchester Mystery House began to take a strange and twisted shape. Uh, there were no blueprints and no master plan uh, to how the house was supposed to look. Sarah didn't care what it looked like. She just knew that she needed to keep building. The result was both bizarre and beautiful. Most people thought that Sarah had lost her mind, which I'm pretty sure she did. Mm-hmm. Um, as the years went by, the Winchester house continued to grow. Rooms were added to rooms. Yeah. Doors were joined <laughs> to windows. Levels turned into uh, towers and peaks. And the place uh, even uh, eventually grew to the height of seven stories. Yeah, that's crazy. That's a huge ass yeah, house. It's big. There were stairs that led nowhere. Rooms that's not even a house. That's a building. Yeah, pretty much, dude. They said there was rooms within rooms. Yeah. So like, if there was like wall space mm-hmm. in between, that's chimneys that served no purpose and closets that opened into walls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's what I'm saying. It is like a complete house of fucking. Yeah. Confusion, utterness, but um oh. house you don't want to get lost in. And also Definitely. to celebrate the last Friday the thirteenth we just had a couple days oh, ago. Yes, uh, Sarah was also 
obsessed with the number 13. Yes. Uh, the windows contained 13 panels of yes. glass. The walls had 13 panels yep. of uh, wood. The floors contained uh, 13 wooden planks. The rooms had 13 windows. And every staircase had 13 steps. Yeah. Now, I'm <laughs> saying, I, some kind of mental illness and someone just fit, uh, just played on that on her. And yeah. I very unfortunate yeah. um, it's funny at the same time just talking about it but at the same time it's fucked up <laughs> yeah there's a lot of fucked up shit um, on it but it's, I know they made like a very corny horror movie out of it um, I don't The Rose Red right no it's no. an actual base off the Winchester Manor oh. I know it's like a family moved in there and they fucking go so yeah it was horrible I didn't finish watching <laughs> it but <laughs> I think I remember seeing stuff like that cause I well I think they even did like something like that on one of the old uh, Are You Afraid of the Darks? Because I remember yeah. her like there was a staircase I went up to like an open window. Yeah, and she almost fell mm-hmm. out. Kind of like a one of the Anvil movies, probably too. Yeah. Uh, but the design, so to her spiritual spirituality, she was convinced that by building onto the house and making it so confusing that she would be able to trick the ghost into being lost. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, so she designed this house to keep pretty much hide away from the spirits. And yeah. they say even at night, uh, Sarah lived a lonely life in the uh, solitude of the Winchester house. Her only friends were the <laughs> servants who worked for her and the builders who constructed <coughs> her home. Yeah. Uh, at night, she would uh, wander the darkened hallways of the old mansion trying to avoid running into ghosts. Yeah. So she was probably like so paranoid that like she couldn't even stay in her own room. Yeah, she's, that's she should have just left. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah Winchester died in her sleep in 1922 at the age of 83. So she had plenty of years of just just insanity. Yeah. Many people believe that her ghost now haunts the Winchester house, trapped there for all eternity with the evil spirits that terrified her in her life. Uh, in the years since the house was open to the public, employees and visitors claim to have encountered paranormal activity. People hear Mr. mysterious footsteps doors banging open and closed on their own, the whisperings of strange disembodied voices, and uh, windows that suddenly shatter, and, and doorknobs that turn by themselves. Huh. Yeah, and uh, pretty much I looked up, they have a website online, the Winchester Mystery House, um, nice. where you can, they're going to have some cool-ass stuff for uh, Halloween, like candlelit mm-hmm. tours. Shit, well, yeah. we'll be busy doing something else. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, maybe next year, uh, hopefully we'll Halloween be, lands we'll on a busy. weekend or something. Oh, yeah, definitely. You know, or just find a weekend because I think it's only an hour to fly out from here oh shit yeah so we can probably get a cheap flight go out dope. one weekend spend the night and yeah sounds like fun maybe do an interview yeah. with them uh, what you got good sir uh, I got the Waverly Hills Sanatorium oh man I love this place in Louisville Kentucky love this fucking place is this the Wizards of Waverly place yeah. that's what everybody keeps saying in <laughs> during the 1800s and early 1900s America was ravaged by a deadly disease known Ooh, by many boy. as the White Death tuberculosis this terrifying and very contagious plague for which no cure existed claimed entire families and sometimes entire towns in 1900 louisville kentucky had one of the highest tuberculosis death rates in america built in low swampland and the area was the perfect breeding ground for the disease in 1910 a hospital was constructed on a (laughs) wide swept hill in southern jefferson county that had been designed to combat horrific disease the hospital quickly became overcrowded, though, and with donations of money and land, a new hospital was started in 1924. The new structure, known as Waverly Hills, opened two years later in 1926. It was considered the most advanced tuberculosis sanatorium in the county. But even then, most of the patients succumbed to the disease. 
in the days before medicine was available to treat the disease, it was thought that the best treatment for tuberculosis was fresh air, plenty of nutritious foods, and lots of rest. Many many patients survived their, their stay at Waverly Hills, but it, it is an estimate that hundreds died there, died here at a height of, an, of the epidemic. <clears throat> in many cases, the treatment for the disease was as bad as the disease itself. Oh, yeah. yeah. Some of the experiments were conducted in the search of a cure seem barbaric by today's standards, but others are now common practice. Patients' lungs were exposed to ultraviolet yeah. light to try and stop the spread of bacteria. This was done in sun in the sunrooms, using artificial light in place of sun, or on the roof or open porches of the hospitals. Since fresh air was thought to be also a possible cure, patients were often placed in the front of huge windows or on the open porches, no matter what the season. Old, old photographs show patients logging, lounging in their chairs, taking in the fresh air while literally covered with snow. Yeah. Dude, that's messed up. Oh, it's dude, this place is <clears throat> fucking horrendous, and especially until they made it to a mental health institution, they had, that's where shit got fucking mm-hmm. weird, like horrible. Yeah, there are uh, other treatments were uh, other treatments were less pleasant and much bloodier. Balloons would be surgically implanted in yeah. the lungs and then filled with air to expand them. Needless to say, this often had disastrous results, as did operations where muscles and ribs were removed from the patient's chest to allow the lungs to expand further and let in more oxygen. What the fuck? Dude, this is place is fucked up. I yeah, mean, dude. fucked up. Jesus. This blood-soaked procedure was seen as a last resort and few of the patients survived. So knowing that they're gonna die, they would do this anyway. Yeah. Wow. That that should have just tortured. Yeah, like the shit they did in, in in this in this hospital made what the SS soldiers did in World War Two and mm-hmm. the special unit uh, thing. I forget the Japanese unit. Um, they did the similar shit. Look like fucking child's play. Like mm-hmm. literally, dude. It was heinous shit, dude. That's like, yeah. um, I know because um, in front of the of the sanitarium itself. There's a bunch of shacks, mm-hmm. and those are the shacks where also um, where doctors stayed. Um, pretty much their own yeah, little, yeah. They, little they living quarters. Um, I, I figured like they the doctors were living there because since they have so much contact with these people, exactly. I'm sure, eventually they got it too and would be dying off. You know, it, was, it was horrendous. I know there's a bunch of Those doctors parents. that did committed necrophilia uh, oh, on, no. on the shit. Um, uh, what else happened? Um, one of the nurses committed suicide. Um, mm-hmm. She got pregnant, I think, by one of the doctors, and she didn't want to keep it. Mm-hmm. So she literally got to the top and fucking hung herself. She's the whole Damien type thing. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah, it's a lot of the paranormal shit yeah. is just fucking insane. Like, is any wonder after all the death, pain, and agony within these walls that Waverly Hills is considered to be one of the most haunted places in the in the country? The building and land that made up Waverly Hills was auctioned off and changed hands many times over the course of the next two decades. By 2001, the one state stately building had nearly destroyed by the time the elements and the vandals who came here looking for a thrill. Waverly Hills had became the local haunted house, and mm-hmm. it became a magnet for the homeless looking for shelter and teenagers who broke in looking for ghosts. The hospital soon gained a reputation for being haunted and stories began to circulate of resident ghosts like the little girl who was seen running up and up and down the third floor of sol- solarium, the little boy who was spotted with the leather ball, the hearse that appears in the back of the building draping off coffins or dropping off coffins, 
the woman with the bleeding wrist who cried for help and others. Visitors told the, of slamming doors, lights in the windows, as if power was still running yeah. through the building, strange sounds and eerie footsteps in empty rooms. It was at this time that the hospital came to the attention of Keith Age <coughs> and the Louisville Ghost Hunter Society. Keith was a longtime friend of mine and a representative for the American Ghost Society in Louisville. It would be his work with the television show that would bring him to Waverly Hills. Over the course of the next several years, the group had a number of unexplainable encounters in the building. One of the legends told of Waverly Hills involves a man in a white coat who has been seen walking in the kitchen and the smell of cooking food that sometimes wafts through the room. During their initial visit, they found that the kitchen was a disaster and in ruin of broken windows, fallen plaster, broken tables, and chairs of puddle of waters and debris that resulted from a leaky roof. The, ca- that the cafeteria had not feared far much better. It was also in ruins, and the team quickly re- retreated. Before they could do so, though, several of them reported the sounds of footsteps, a door swinging shut, and the smell of fresh baked bread in the air. A quick search revealed that no one else was in the building, and there was certainly no one cooking anything in the kitchen. They could come up with no logical explanation for what had occurred. And this this article goes on and yeah, on. Um, non-stop encounters and We'll pick up yeah. um because I actually had an army buddy of mine who actually did um, one of the people that uh, tour guys for mm. Wavy uh, place. So yeah. um, let's do a quick announcement and then we'll jump back on that right now. Yeah. Awesome. Hey guys, uh, thanks for listening so far. Uh, first, we got a few shout outs to do. First, check out audibletrial.com slash rathouse, R A T T H A U S, for one month free and one free audiobook. You got thousands of books you can choose from. Pick your genre. I'm sure you'll be happy and pleased and you'll keep your subscription. Also, go to rathouse.net, R A T T H A U S.net, and click on the Geek Fuel banner for your 30% off of your first box. Get everything geeky that your heart desires. It's always a surprise, so it's always feeling like Christmas. Also, while you're at rathouse.net, click on the Hot Topic banner for 20% off of all sorts of miscellaneous uh, products. Clothing, Funko Pops, uh, the holiday uh, specials are coming up. So you're going to be able to find Nightmare Before Christmas stuff on there for your Halloween stuff. So make sure to check that out. Also, if you need a ride somewhere or you're too drunk to drive or you just need to get somewhere quick but you have no, no means... Use our promo code RHP for your lift. For first-time users, you get 10 rides, $5 off. Pitching on over to me and Mike, of course. Shout-outs to FanboyNation.com. Uh, we got um, crap. Almost forgot. We got crap. <laughs> My bad. Um, that hashtag show via YouTube and, and that hashtag show.com. Of course, Growing Up Not Growing Old podcast. Shane Gray Live. Radio Free Mandalore Network, especially the... Oh, the Radio Free Mandalore Network. The Radio Free Mandalore <laughs> Show and the Radio Free Network. And our new personal good friends, Rogue Squadron Podcast. Last but not least, of course, the Everything Bagel Podcast. And I also forgot, hey man, you know what? We're all geeky here. Make sure to also check out the Geek Speak Show with our good friend, Henry. Until next time, you guys, thanks for listening and thanks for supporting the podcast. Later. All right, guys. All right, cool.
right, so yeah. quick little break. Yeah, so a lot of Hades mm-hmm. shit. Like, I know it's been on Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, and shit like that on the TV show. Mm-hmm. Um, like I mentioned, one of my buddies, uh, Army buddies, he used to do tour guides there, too. He says, oh, it's a Hades shit. Um, like... <laughs> where the Greek creeper um, comes and pick up the bodies with the carriage and shit like that mm-hmm. um, stories has that there will be like an eerie fog that yeah. comes through and you actually hear the the the, um, the footsteps and from the horses and the drawn carriage coming up and when you're going down the stairs because um, there's a slide and you can just hear of fucking pe- uh, bodies and whatnot. It, yeah, dude. <laughs> Fuck that. The, the, and just looking at the pictures of the sanitarium itself it's just mm-hmm. like would you want to stay in like one of the the messed up beds that they have there? Would yes. you stay overnight? Oh, oh yeah, I'm down. Oh. I'm down. But there's they when they do the guides, they they say do not venture out because they don't know um, no. what really what other hauntings are going on in that place. They have like safe dis- like quote unquote safe zones, and not all the safe zones are completely Easy safe. safe. Yeah. Uh, I know they did one tour and my buddy in whatchamacallit um, they were going and, the, and he told this guy do not venture out there stay with us blah 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 and the guy just said huh. and I guess he saw the apparition of the boy the little boy with the leather ball mm-hmm. and he followed him <laughs> like a fucking idiot and then all you hear him just <laughs> fucking crying and they got him and they fucking lift up the back of his shirt and you see scratch marks bite marks all over his fucking back he so got a straight up attack yeah straight up attack um, because imagine like it could have been a little boy, but imagine all the abuse that he probably had to endure when he was in there. Oh, yeah. Up, yeah. By seeing another male, and I'm pretty sure most of the doctors were male yeah. back then. And then... Or it's the darker forces. Um, what else? Uh, I know he's... Oh, I know he, the, the first thing they say, do not take anything from this yeah. place. Don't take anything from any haunted so, place. This, this guy did, mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was his, uh, his friend, one of his other friends, took a fucking scalpel from there, and... All of a sudden, the worst luck of his fucking life happened. His car got broken into. Like, all his shit got stolen. His PlayStation, everything mm-hmm. stolen. And he was like... And he didn't really think about the scalpel. And he was like, dude, all this bad luck was happening to me after I went to the fucking place. He's like, did you take anything? Yeah, I took this. He's like, motherfucker, go take that back. Chucks it back into the fucking... <laughs> to the place, into the field. Mm-hmm. A week later, the guy who fucking broke into his stuff got caught. Got all his shit back. And everything. I'm like, holy shit. I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) Did you hear that uh, it's like a curse if you take the sand from Hawaii? Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I heard that. Yeah. Big no. My dad almost took a volcanic rock. (laughs) Oh, good to know because I probably would. (laughs) All right, Chris, you got something? Yes, I do. Um, Oh, sweet. I want to talk about Willowbrook State School. Oh, where's that at? It's located in Staten Island. T-shirt time. T-shirt time. (laughs) Ghost here. It actually, like, skyrocketed or really started the career of Geraldo Rivera. Really? I know know he's a scumbag, but he did a story in 1972 on uh, Willowbrook State School and it kind of exposed what was happening there. Really? Yeah, the weird thing is, um, it had been in the media previously. Like, senators had gone to visit there. They knew what was happening and they would criticize it, but... Once Geraldo Rivera actually put it on TV for everyone to see, I think that's when things started to change. And it helped lead to the deregulation of, um, like, psychiatric hospitals all across the country. Yeah. Um, because they were underfunded and overcrowded. So, yeah. Do you know what kind of stuff that happened there? Like, So, yeah, um, it was 
It operated from 1947 to 1987. Oh, shit. Um, it was designed to have 4,000 people, but by 1965, it had 6,000 people. Oh, shit. So, um, there was overpopulation, like, I think, at every every mental institution. Well, just like many of the clinics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And they also cut on uh, funding for staff as well. Jesus. So, and this happened acro- like, all across the country. Yeah. So, you might have what's supposed to be one nurse for every 10 patients, maybe one for 30 or sometimes one to 100. And so but, yeah. they would, and they would also mix like, not just mentally ill, but it could be like the physically incapable. They would uh, be lumped in together. Yeah, yeah. You, could, yeah. you could just be like a like barely mentally disabled, PTSD. and you just have like a little agitated like, or or like autism or something. Like yeah, that. and you'd be a king there, right? Like you'd be compared to all these people. Yeah. So, what kind of paranormal ex- um, experiences happen there? Well, as far as the paranormal experiences, like. Um, there's just been like you could see people like I guess in the built in the building you'll still see people that are on the outside to look into the buildings in the dormitories. Oh shit! And they could see people looking out or like standing there. Mm-hmm. They've also seen um, like the sh- the curtains that are still in the place they'll, they'll close because this is I mean it closed down in 1987 so there's yeah. still a lot of stuff there. Yeah. Um, Ooh, there's shit. been reports of objects moving, shadow figures. Um, even around because it's Staten Island, there's like an actual forest around it, or actual like wooded area. Oh, so there's reports of murders that happen shit. have happened there, like a lot of like crime, um, rapes, and like satanic activity. Definitely no yeah. t-shirt time. Yeah, no, not <laughs> as far as like the the because t- I feel like this happens at a lot of mental insul- mental yeah, institutions yeah. as well, um, mm-hmm. where they're testing on patients and things yeah. like that. Yeah, it's so they had horrible. outbreaks of um, hepatitis. Oh shit! So yeah, whether makes... there was there were outbreaks of hepatitis amongst the population, or if they were actually been infected, exactly being mm-hmm. infected, who knows? Yeah. But they were known for their cruelty. Like this guy Saul Krugman and Robert W. McCollum, they were doing these tests uh, for this treatment called gamma globulin, huh. and they were seeing how it worked on these patients. Well, it because with when it comes to like the men- mental health and the reason why I'm, I believe that we see so much issues with mental health is because like. With with the government, there's always been, let's say, you know, programs for education, programs for you know certain things. Whereas for mental health, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and for all, for all these hospitals, it's all privately owned hospitals, and they're not regulated. As, yeah. yeah, as well. So a lot of these guys pretty much bought these things in order to get their justification for yeah. the experiments, just to do their own experiments, and they're like, well, these are yeah. the perfect people to to do it on. Yeah. Oh yeah, because it's not that, like it's yeah. not like it's a government program or like and people a, trying to do good. It's yeah. just them because they own it and, and they, they need a place for these. Even workers. them being mentally challenged or handicapped or whatever. Uh, they still feel the pain and torment of people doing shit on them. They just don't know how to express it. So with all that built up anger and pain and resentment against people, against any kind of stranger that they just met being forced to do these things, I can see why certain spirits would hang back and, you know, yeah, they, yeah, not not being ready. Because would somebody who is like severely mentally challenged in any way, would they even know the concept of being dead? Like, would they know if they passed on? That's a good question. That, you know, so with that being said, like, they don't know what just happened to them. And all of a sudden, oh. they're trying to contact people. And they might feel like they're being ignored. So they have to amp up their, their activity, their, yeah, their activity to do stuff. Yeah. That, that, that's kind well, of, that's rough, though. Cause, but then again, mm-hmm. that's like imagining if, like, those dis- disabilities progress into the next life. Or, well, if they have trouble, like, detaching themselves from that view of themselves then mm-hmm. I can see it moving yeah. on to the next one because it's not 
the actual like them being disabled yeah. as a spirit. Yeah, but, but even then, if if that, if that disability still gets removed after they die, mm-hmm. they're still going to have that full realization of the resentment and anger of mm-hmm. those people who did that to them. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the same thing with fucking the spirits that haunt uh, that haunt like certain um, abandoned prisons also too. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't know, but like with innocence, I don't know. Like I kind of believe that with with like if you're innocent, then you're kind of guarded in that sense. Um, but not, like, not I, I could so. see this place being more of like a like since it's stained with that kind of activity that you're talking about that that hatred that that anger that they they were doing to them them screaming out and them feeling that emotion it's kind of like if you threw a grenade into a corner you're gonna see the the black stained on the, the yeah, walls yeah. right but so what if that's, that's just like a, a feeding place for these but, other things yeah that but that, that's now, about that, that I, I have to say that's about 80% of abandoned uh, anything institutes like yeah. hospitals yeah. and tutoriums and all that stuff it's just but is it the people that are like possessing that like any house or any bad thing that happens is it the people that are stuck there because of it or is it the emotions that left that impression well I think it's stuck there because like a prime example uh, of it is um, where I was stationed at at Fort uh, Fort Lewis Um, there's another portion of Fort Lewis uh, we call it North Fort North Fort Lewis right Mm -hmm. Um, so there's the museum the museum originally started as a hospital, a tuberculosis uh, ter- uh, TV hospital. Mm-hmm. And then it got changed and it became a fucking hotel. And it changed, become a hospital. And it changed, become a prison. And it changed back to a hotel. And then it's been shut down. So, and there's a lot. And just walk into that fucking building itself is just so creepy. Is it just like a heavier presence? Like a heavier feeling when you Very walk in? Very heavy. And, and like. House on Honey Hill. And, and the same thing on the same aspect of like you know, like I'm a very firm believer that dolls are empty vessels for fucking spirits. Mm-hmm. So because it looks familiar, not just familiar. I just just, just so they can be inside oh, a body. Like, you know, oh yeah, in a, yeah, legs, in a body. Yeah. Yeah. So there's yeah. mannequins of every. Uh, so from <laughs> um, because Fort Lewis because uh, there's one major core pretty much portion of the army and then it branches out to different um, different units right. Yeah. But we're commanded by one main one. So pretty much Fort Lewis is run by I Corps, the First Corps Army, and so they show different time eras like World War One, World War Two, blah 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 blah, and so and so. So they have different getups of mannequins, and you can feel the eyes of the fucking mannequins staring at you. And then people that uh, pretty much that volunteer to work at the museum said that the mannequins move, and mm-hmm. they put them in one position, and they're like, "No, fuck you." They go like this. So it's like. Oh, did, did we ever talk about the, the mannequin in Mexico that grows hair? Oh, they, I think we they talked, think, right, yeah, we talked about it, but supposedly there there's a, a theory that it really wasn't a mannequin, that it was actually the An actual, the, the, the actual like, uh, bride. Oh, there was a bride in the window, right? Yeah. That was supposedly like wearing okay. a wedding dress. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. No, it was actually her. So. Yeah, they're saying and that they it, it was her because people would plastic. pass by and be like, man, she looks really realistic. But how long can you get that? Like, keep it going. Because I know the the hair and nails so still a form continue of to grow after well, you die, right? Well, no, it's not that they grow. It's just the skin. It's just that, it. yeah, the yeah. You, the yeah. the skin uh, shrivels up. So when your hair, like skin, and oh, stuff so shrivels it up, like it it, yeah. it looks like your hair is growing. Yeah. Same with your nails. I can see that. Like yeah. the nail, the your skin like starts pulling back, so it looks like the nails. Grow. Yeah. Did you ever see the maniac with uh, Elijah Wood? No. So good. I can't say if I have. Well, it's an original movie like back in the 80s or so where this guy who's psychotic, he mm. has like a whole building filled with mannequins. Oh, and as he's going through, he's talking to him. He's got relationships with oh, them. Shit. So they redid it and it's the guy Elijah Wood and he's the psycho. And oh, he nice. Gets a girlfriend, starts 
but starts going over the edge and yeah. <laughs> there's one scene where he's just like he's got the mannequin he's like wait what <laughs> like, the fuck that's yeah. weird it's right. a good one so since we're since we have that major topic of like insane of like hospitals and shit like that do you guys enjoy horror flicks that involve around insane asylums and shit yes. like that I was just watching yeah. Session 9 the other yes night. I love yeah. that movie that one Session the 9 voice. Was yeah I haven't huh? seen it you haven't seen that no uh, is, it on, <laughs> is it on Netflix uh, I think it's on I'll check right now <laughs> I think it's on Amazon or Hulu Okay. Yeah, um, but pretty much it starts off. This guy buys an institute. It's like an asylum, yeah. old asylum. They have. He's trying to get this contract, and like, oh, he pretty much tells the guy, "I can get it done within two weeks if yeah. you want." And pretty much undercuts it. Gets three guys. One of them, which was the the bad guy from the original Hulk movie. Oh, okay, um, okay, gotcha. So they're just fucking around, and they're just you know painting, cleaning, and doing everything. And little by little, shit starts to happen, and then. The main character, uh, who's the redheaded dude from CSI, I don't you know, know but that yeah. guy. If you know, if you know, <laughs> if you know that CSI, then you, you'll know him. He's a main actor, good actor, and they start to find these tapes. Yeah, and they start listening to these tapes, and it's pretty much this this person with the what's a multiple personalities. Yeah. But as you hear the voices on the tape, it like it changes to a little boy, and then it changes to a woman. Yeah, and like just the sound. You never see it. Because it's like that's the little mystery of the the show. I don't want to give anything else away. That's crazy. But it's just super creepy. Because then it's kind of like uh, that movie Identity, mm. where there's one dark okay, gotcha. personality, and you don't know. But when it talks, it's just got that that deep dark. Like I, I can't even do it because it's like emotionalist. Yeah. yeah. I don't definitely yeah. forget. <laughs> He's looking at me like, yeah. Uh, fuck, but it's all it's really old school, and, and you know it's not. I gotta find the name. Like the I think it's still on Netflix, mm-hmm. but it's uh, all in Spanish because they're doing it in Mexico. Oh, okay. uh, it's uh, another state. It's kind of like an insane asylum with a dash of fucking um, Blair Witch to it. Mm. Yeah, um, I think I might know what you're talking about. But dude, not, not that was fucking intense. Like, they did, did you ever watch Baskin? Yes, Is that, that was a good one. Um, but it was crazy though. Um, like they get to the point where they're like at the water reserve and everything, and they're just fucking creeping. And you also know, you see something just pop its head out. You, <laughs> you see its eyes, ah, what the fuck? And, then, and I was like, it goes down. away. Yeah. Um, what's like another good one? More creepy. Uh, a lot of people don't like it. I personally like enjoyed it very much for um, both uh-huh. of them. Um, Grave Encounters. I did yeah. too. That I, my, one. My fiance hates. She's like, "Oh, you're watching this one again." I'm like, "I, I love I that enjoyed one." It. The, oh, it I cracks think, me up because they're, they're they're douchey. Yeah, they're like they do their job. It. Well, no, it's because you know what they're making fun of. Yeah, right? Ghost yeah. Adventures yeah. and all those. So fools. I, I think my my favorite part because uh, it freaked me out because obviously, <laughs> fortunately, I watched this, the first one in Iraq. So in the part where they're fucking going down to the hallway, they have their the, uh, the night vision mode going down, mm-hmm. and then they're just fucking creeping. And then all of a sudden, you see the. So they open the double doors, and they're like, "Oh, nothing's here." And then all of a sudden, they're like, "That no! big ass!" Yeah. <laughs> so like, "Fuck!" Because at that point of the movie, you're still expecting it to be like, "Oh, paranormal activity yeah, kind of shit." But and then the they s- just go balls to the walls. Yeah, <laughs> like, but the second one was a trip. I like that. That one went deeper yeah, into that, the hole. Yeah, that one goes really fucking deeper. Well, yeah. the, the, the bench. Like, it goes more into the, the backstory of Dimensions, why and all this time shit. Time yeah. travel. Time travel. The guy. Well, it was really good. It was really oh, yeah, the, good. The, the guy, uh, especially the guy who just got stuck there. He's like, you lied to me. You said it was going to be mine. From the first um, one. Yeah, I was like, yeah. the fuck? Yeah, dude. Fuck? It, it kind of made me like rethink, too. like, do I really want to provoke? Yeah. And then eventually it, I went away. I, I'm I like, yeah. Well, that's what happened in also the Mexican, the Spanish one. Actually, It's Mexican, so because it was done in Mexico. Even the guy's like, dude, stop fucking provoking it and whatnot. And they're like, no, 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 no. And pretty much the shit that you're not supposed to be doing, 
he was doing. And there's like a portion because I quote their little safe space. They found a room they were sleeping in, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they had cameras, one camera on them, and uh, while they're sleeping, and all of a sudden you see the camera just fucking go up and start going upside down, (laughs) up to the ceiling, looking at them. And you're like, so it's like if the the spirit or whatever's in there is filming filming them. Yeah, it was like a creepy, it was like a little schmiegel looking motherfucker, dude. It was crazy because once we find out the name of this, you're definitely gonna have to post it up. Oh, dude, it's such a good movie. Um, Granted, I didn't put subtitles on because I can totally understand everything. Mm -hmm. So it's like because subtitles don't do justice Justice. in Spanish half the time. So um, shit, what we got? No, I gotta say one of the Um, best. Horror movies in Asylum though, like House on Haunted Hill, the newer the one. Man. Remember that one where it had the the lady who played a rogue? I mean, not rogue, a Jean Grey. Oh, Liam Neeson. Yeah. I don't know. That was really corny. Yeah, but the, those scenes though with the the shaky heads okay, and yeah. shit like that. Was, yeah. That, well, it was <laughs> it was cool for me when I was a kid when I first watched it, but yeah. now I watch it I'm like. Mm. I haven't watched it a lot. Like this one isn't an Asylum, but it, I still love the concept of it. It's uh the others. Oh yeah. That one? Ooh, yeah, where the families, uh, where the families really dead. Spoiler alert! Yeah, but <laughs> well, it's, it's been, been, it's been out for years. I know. Yeah, it's been out but for years. It that's doesn't fucking a, count. It was the first movie that really like tricked you, thinking that the the haunted family is actually yeah. the one haunting the other side. Yeah, <laughs> and that happened. I'm like, holy shit! And then that made me go in a whole different spiral on its own. Like, what if we're already dead? I know, right? And we don't know it. And all the spirits that we see are really living. Oh shit! There's another well, just one the too. Fact fucking that she shot that fucking Guillermo de Toro's um, fucking movie. Um, it was an orphan, and it was an oh, orphanage. Wait. It was something. The orphanage. No, it was the Devil's I Backbone. So. I think. Oh okay. well, yeah. that yeah, that's with the orphan kids yeah. in the the war, and the mm-hmm. bomb drops down. Yeah, and yeah. Every every time, like they can like do all those. Dude, I was like, I was I was so invested yeah. in the movie too. I was yeah. like what's going on and when the chick fucking pulled out the furnace and saw the fucking bones of the kids I'm like I was like no fucking way I I love a good like horror movie with that kind of twist on it yeah I love the little like what the fuck is gonna (laughs) happen (laughs) like I can't trust anything in there I love love those 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 paranormal movies that make you fucking feel invested Mm -hmm. into the time and whatnot. so yeah. All right. You got anything, bro? Ham. You got a you got a movie you want to check out? Um. The only one I can really think of that you guys haven't mentioned is just the House on Haunted Hill. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, that's the only one I can think of where it's uh, that's a shaky insane head asylum. One. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know it's like kind of cheesy and stuff, but I remember watching it when I was younger and thinking it was pretty cool. Yeah. I don't know how it holds <laughs> up now. I haven't seen it. Well, we'll have to check it out. It's, it's kind of it's kind of <laughs> fucked up too because when you see some old horror movies, you're like, dude, this is fucking awesome, and then when you rewatch them, like. Well, Thirteen Ghosts pretty much still stands, right? That one, yeah. I, that one was I, awesome. I liked that one. I liked it too. I, like I don't it. know. Maybe I think we need to just have like a fucking horror movie night. Well, oh, it is October. Yeah. yeah. I saw Scream Two the other day, and it was awful. I <laughs> yeah. We should do. Um, yeah, we should watch bad in, horror movies and the, just do like narrations over. In it. the spirit of Halloween, I think you guys should check out uh, the first houses October built. On Ooh, Netflix, it's yeah. really good. That, it's about yeah, uh, it's like a mixture right. of like the it's kind of like a Blair Witch type of yeah, thing. Yeah, it's and, a documentary and, like, you know, crew. Going it's like to yeah, it's different. like a, the truth type type of uh, type of thing where it's like re- reality meets fiction. Yeah, so it they're they're doing like real things that they do now. The actual haunted houses <laughs> where you have to sign a, a form for. 
and then um, builds it up, builds it up. Like how far is too far? Yeah, but then they actually start getting chased by people who are part of all these different fucking haunted houses and shit. Well, that's what's trying to escape. They're going across the country and like, okay, they run into this this one group. And they're pissing off people as they go along, and they, they start to try to find, like, an underground society of, like, this kind of, like, well, in this community of hmm. haunters, you know? So yeah. they go to a bar and meet up with this thing, yeah. and then that takes them to another place, and it gets darker and darker and more and more intense. Oh, nice. Yeah. Then uh, Houses of October Built 2 is coming that, out soon, too. Oh, Actually, really? it's nice. already out. It's uh, on, well, it was on the PlayStation Network for, like, six ninety nine to rent it. I rent it for kind of fell asleep. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I know Orange County uh, here in, in SoCal has a, haunt, a a really scary haunted house. Apparently, you I don't to, know. Like, you have to pay, uh, uh, did sign they a waiver. touch you and shit? I don't know. I don't know. I, I want to like check that. it out. Regardless, mm-hmm. don't you don't fuck. think your soldier instincts will kick in and you'll like elbow someone on accident? Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Might as well, man. Might as well. Well, that was another scene in the the house on October Bill because they're they're filming all this stuff, yeah. right? And as they're sleeping in the trailer or the the big uh, motorhome, you see the same thing. The camera turns on. And as they're all sleeping, it's just like someone's filming them. Someone went in, got their camera. That's crazy. And starts filming them. And then wake up and they review the tape and they know <laughs> someone's fucking with them. All yeah. right, guys. We're going to wrap it up. So, all right. Like so, that. for next episode, I think we're going to talk about most haunted houses. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually. The, actual haunted houses. Actual super haunted. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was going to see if I can bring in my buddy who's uh, pretty much his little niece has been haunted by this thing. It appears as a white little rabbit. But mm-hmm. we know for a fact that it changes forms because she's like been afraid of it. Yeah. Like, oh shit. She's like, no, it's scary now. Like it's scary. It's scary. How like, old is you know, she? Like three. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 So I don't want to give any. Like, I'm, I'm kind of a little fucking baffled. Yeah, on yeah, it's a, it's yeah. a good one. It's yeah, a really we'll, good we'll, one. So I'll, we'll I'll try to get him in. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's do this. All right, kids. So we'll see you guys next week. As I am your host, Mike. Aaron. I'm Jose. And Chris. Oh yeah, just report. You go, uh, the Laugh Cry Circus Woe will be free the 15th uh, to the 20th. So check that out on Amazon. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. All right, get it, kids. See you next week. Yay. Yay.